Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dollar Collapse, your ringside seat to the global economic crisis. To get the full story, go to dollarcollapse.com. Hi, everybody. It is Friday, July 8th. And as usual, gold is going to be a topic of conversation here. So be sure to check out our sponsor, Birch Gold Group, at 800-355-2116 or visit their website at www.birchold.com. Now, quite an eventful week we've had here. You know, it it began with post-Brexit chaos. The Italian banks were collapsing and one big bank actually had its trading halted for a while. Meanwhile, the Italian prime minister, who wants to do a major bailout of his banks as a way to keep the local financial system from collapsing, kind of went on the warpath and said that uh, Italian banks really aren't in that bad a shape compared to Deutsche Bank, (laughs) Germany's biggest bank. So basically, you've got heads of state now dissing each other's banking systems, which is a very serious situation and something that could lead to um, a lot more trouble since the banking systems are legitimately in danger of failing over almost all of Europe. Interest rates during that same time, have been falling. The U.S. 10-year Treasury bond now yields 1.4%, which is pretty close to its all-time low. And Japanese interest rates are now negative all the way out to 20 years. What this means is that the global financial system is starting to freeze up. Money is pouring into safe havens. In other words, places where you'll get your money back, but it won't generate much. So you're worried more about return of capital than return on capital. And that's a sign that the system is slowing down and heading into recession. Traditionally, that's what plunging interest rates mean. We'll see if that's true this time. But I think that's one more signal that the global economy is slowing down and that the numbers will be predominantly negative going forward. Now, meanwhile, in the UK, because of uncertainty over the the process of the United Kingdom pulling out of the European Union, people are taking money out of property funds to begin with. In other words, they, they don't see, for instance, London penthouses as the sure thing that they used to as a way of protecting capital. So money's pouring out of UK property funds, and a lot of them are suspending redemptions. In other words, they're not letting people take their money out. This is reminiscent of those Bear Stearns hedge funds that blew up just before the start of the financial crisis that led to the Great Recession. So this also bears watching. And meanwhile, oil is down hard, back to around $45 a barrel, which is down by about 10% from its recent high. And that's another sign that there's a slowdown building in the global economy. So overall, this week started with a general pervasive sense of nervousness and a slowing global economy and rising systemic risks. But this morning, Friday morning, the U.S. jobs report came out and it was a blowout. It was it was much better, at least in terms of its headline number, than anybody expected. And so U.S. stocks are up. 
And the same is true in Europe and Japan, where the equity markets are starting to recover. And that's got people wondering if, heck, maybe the economy is better than, than we thought after all. But if you dig a little deeper, as, as always with these U.S. job reports, you find out that, uh, you know, it's not nearly as positive as the headline number seems. For instance, 90% of the new jobs created went to people 55 and older which means that the people who used to be looking towards retirement are now going out and getting part-time jobs or full-time minimum wage jobs. And and they're realizing that they can never retire and they're just getting back into the workforce. And of the jobs that were created, half of those were minimum wage. You know, it's in service industries like retailing and fast food and bartending and things that aren't careers by any means and that don't allow you to support a family by any means and that basically just allow somebody who can't cover their bills to get by day to day. So it's not a sign of an improving life situation for most people. And it's actually just the opposite. You know, people are taking jobs that they wouldn't normally take in good times, but they're doing it now because they have no choice. So what does that mean going forward? Well, first of all, it means that the global economy is not in good shape and plunging interest rates, slowing trade, rising stresses in the banking system all point towards harder times in the second half of 2016 and then maybe a serious crisis in 2017. So that's ahead of us. Meanwhile, the the post-Brexit situation, of course, points towards greater political turmoil in Europe, certainly, as more Brexit-type referenda end up on different ballots going forward, especially in France and Italy, where anti-EU, anti-Euro parties are leading in public opinion polls ahead of elections that are scheduled for the coming year. So we're going to see political turmoil in Europe spreading to the rest of the world and financial stress getting worse and worse as the banks with all these bad loans in Europe, certainly, and China start to go bad. So not a good situation going forward. Now, what does this mean for investing? Well, first of all, stocks in the U.S. are richly valued. They're at near record levels with the recovery that came after the jobs number here. And historically, when they're at this level, the following few years are pretty grim for equity investors. Now, that should, based on history, lead us to conclude that stocks are not the place to be. On the other hand, you got so much terrified money around the world flowing into the U.S. because we seem to be an island of stability right now in a world of chaos. And that's leading to higher prices for U.S. real estate and uh, higher prices for treasury bonds as more and more money flows into what is now perceived to be one of the few safe haven bond markets in the world. And uh, maybe that's true of equities. You know, maybe a lot of foreign money pumps up equities for a while, but that just creates the conditions for an even bigger crisis out there in the future. So it seems, as always, that all roads lead to precious metals. You know, gold and silver are the kinds of money that governments can't create in infinite quantities. And so in times of stress, when we stop trusting the money that is managed by our national governments, we go back to gold and silver. And you're seeing that in a big way around the world lately. Demand for physical precious metals is absolutely through the roof, whether it's China buying more than ever or India buying a lot or Russia building up their central bank gold reserves or individuals in the West buying silver coins and gold coins at record rates from most of the local mints. So we're heading into a time when physical demand 
begins to set the price, and that's probably going to be at a much higher level than today. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be a correction in the meantime, because the Commitment of Traders report, which is an indicator of where the players are in the paper markets in the U.S., is extremely bearish right now. The The speculators, the guys who tend to be wrong at turning points, are the most bullish ever, which means they've placed a lot of long bets. And if it doesn't work out, they will bail en masse. And you'll see a big drop in the price. And meanwhile, the commercials, the big banks and the fabricators who tend to be right at the turning points and tend to sucker the speculators into being wrong, they're very, very short. You know, these guys have really doubled down in the last couple of months on their gold shorts in an attempt to cause the market to crack and push prices down so they can close out their shorts at lower prices and make a profit. This hasn't happened yet, but there's always the risk that it will because historically it has happened. So that's the big danger going into uh, precious metals right now. Um, however, if you think gold is going to $5,000 an ounce, which it is at some point in the, uh, the intermediate term future, then it really doesn't matter that much what you pay in the short run if what you're paying is much lower than $5,000 an ounce. So as always, the advice that I, that I think makes the most sense when approaching precious metals is to just buy a little bit at a time over a long period of time, dollar cost average, and uh, over time it will work out. So don't take anything that has happened in the past few months in gold and silver as a signal to jump in with both feet, but do take it as a sign of things to come and an indicator that you should be adding to your holding. Anyhow, that should do it for this week. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.